coming to you from the Woodland Baptist Ministry Center, home of the Woodland Baptist Church, on the 29th of October, 2023, The Truth Machine. As I said before, this is uh, euphemistically called The Truth Machine. It is uh, several cylinders, as you have seen, and it involves some... Uh, wiffle type balls and it's designed to teach some truths each one of the tubes then represents a choice each ball is how we act by faith on a particular situation um, basically I will be taking the balls and dropping them down through the tubes. But I need a helper. Oh, yeah. I said, you know, I hope that Matthew shows up today. You want to grab the bucket over there? Yeah. He's been down this road, so he knows what's going on. Okay. So we're going to start with tube number one. And uh, how many believe that if I drop the ball through here, it will come out down there? Yeah. Raise your hand if you believe that. Okay? Drop it down here, and it comes out there. Anybody think that's not going to be the case? Okay. Here we go. Did we get a ball? We did. Okay. We're going to try that again. Anybody still believe that will happen? You, you do? Okay. Let's try it. And that's true. Okay. How do we know it's the same ball? It didn't have to be the same ball. This is the ball go through. Okay. So we come up with our first truth from the truth machine, and that is what is true is true no matter what you believe, okay? The proof was in the pudding, wasn't it, okay? Let's suppose that you have never flown before, and the idea of flying scares you to death. But you've got to get somewhere, and the only logical way to get there is to fly. And so with trepidation, you get your ticket, and you go through TSA and everything. You get to the place where they're now boarding. You get on board the plane, and, and boy, you're sweating bullets because it's time to fly. And you go, how can this plane, with all of its thousands of pounds of weight ever get off the ground and get me to where I'm going to go. You know, and you're going, oh, I don't believe that it can do this, but I, I you know, I'm, I'm willing to risk it. I, I'm going to do it. And sure enough, you taxi out and take off, and pretty soon you're looking out the window and go, oh, I'm way too high in the sky. I wonder if this plane will hold together. 
I can't believe that it will. Oh. And pretty soon you're at your destination, you're landing, and you get off the plane, and you go, Whew. Okay, let me ask you a question. Did your faith or lack of faith impact the flight? <coughs> the only thing it impacted was how well you, you took it. But as far as whether the plane could keep you in the air or not, whether the pilot could get you to the place or not, had nothing to do with whether you believed it could. Obviously, you believed enough to get on the plane. But the reality is, your belief or lack thereof doesn't impact truth. Okay? It's an important principle. In other words, if I say, I believe this is so, doesn't change whether it is or isn't. So belief then is our faith, our trust, or what we rely on. Now, Tom read for us John 8, when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and religious leaders. And he says, oh, you're of your father the devil. He's a liar. He tells you the wrong thing and you believe it. I tell you the truth and you don't believe me. Okay, so we're going to see a consequence of how truth and faith interplay. The reality of how something works is not impacted by whether I believe it or don't. That's why if we say Jesus is the only way to heaven and that's the truth, then if we have somebody else that comes along and says, I don't believe that, doesn't change the reality of it. It only changes the consequences. Okay? In John chapter 3, we read, For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his work should be exposed. Whoever does what is truth comes to the light, so may clearly be seen that his works have been carried out by God. Whatever is true is true, no matter what you believe. Okay? So we'll try it again. We got a yellow one this time. How many believe that it'll go through? Some of you unbelievers. Either that or you're just weak muscles. You can't get your arm up. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But we wish that the choices that we made in life were as straightforward as that. We only have one choice, and the choice is that one. We choose it, and that's the way it works. So we move on to the second set here. And we are introducing another topic. And uh, that is what you choose to believe is true, you live. So let's change this from a bunch of tubes and balls to life choices now. We have life choices. And what if I told you that there's the possibility that one of these tubes is blocked, okay? How many believe that the right tube 
this one over here is free and clear and good to go. Raise your hand. Right one. How many believe the left one? Okay. Now, we need some group participation here. Because this is a life choice. You're going to choose one of these two ways. Okay? So you've got to put your vote in it. Now, obviously, the camera's not pointed at you, so we can't pull it back up later and say, oh yeah, well I saw them, they chose the right one. <laughs> or they chose the left one. Okay, how many think the left one? Okay. It's clear and good to go. How many think the right one? <laughs> Should we try it out? Okay. All those that said, yay, left one. How about a blue ball for the right one? How many said right one? <laughs> okay. Here we go. And you go, the pastor. They were both clear. Okay, so let's try it again. How many believe the left one? The runaway choice. Okay, how about the left one? I mean, the right one. Okay. Uh-oh. Because, see... You thought you knew because of previous experience that one, they were both clear. But you didn't know that circumstances had changed. And you went with your choice with great confidence that your choice was going to be a good one. But things had changed and you didn't see the change, did you? Okay. Our second principle is what you believe is true, you live. If you think something is true, you're going to make that choice. When I asked you, what about the right one the second time, and you raised your hand, you made a life choice. You believed that it was true, and so you said, yes, go ahead. Drop that ball. It'll go through. I know it will. I saw it go through last time. But he didn't know things had changed. Okay? Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way to death. We think, oh, I think I know how it works. But we don't have all the facts. Okay? And so we make a life choice and the consequences don't come out like we want them to. That was Eve's case in Genesis 3. It says, so the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and there was a delight to her eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit and ate. She gave some to her husband, who was with her, 
and he ate. And we know the fallout from that one. She had an idea of how it was going to turn out. Had God given her any warning? Yes, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? But she made a life choice, and the consequence was great. So now we come to the third set. And you can see there's three choices. Because unfortunately, much of the choices in life are not as simple as this one. There's often multiple choices. When we get to the third one, now it even has greater consequence, because I'm going to give it greater consequence. You live or die with your action. We have a guy back here with a gun. No, <laughs> We have the left one, we have the middle one, and we have the right one. Okay? And I will tell you, because I made it, that one of them is blocked. Okay? So you can make a choice that's devastating. Okay? Any questions? Okay, here we go. How many think the one on the left is the clear one? How many believe the middle one is the clear one? How about the one on the right? Okay. just got all sorts of life choices here. Okay. First of all, the left one. How many for the left one think this is the clear one? All right. Now remember, if you chose wrong, you're laughing, but isn't that what scripture says? You choose wrong. It's life or death issue. So here we go. The left one. Uh-oh. So how many did just got exterminated? Okay, how about the middle one? Because I said at least one was blocked. The middle one? You notice as this thing goes on, at the first it's like, yeah, by the time we get to this third sentence. Okay, the middle one now. Oh no. And how many are wishing that they had chosen the right one? How many still had chosen the right one? Ah, you're feeling pretty good, aren't you? I got to come around the other side here. Okay. You ready? None of them. Was there any way? 
for you to have avoided that consequence. Yes, there was. No, you have to play the game. Is there a way to have avoided that consequence? Yes, there was. What did I tell you at the beginning? He goes, I don't know, Pastor, what you say at the beginning. That was so long ago, at least five or seven minutes ago. I said, I made this. Okay. Does the maker know how it operates? What was the sure way of knowing whether you should trust any one of these? Ask you. Should have asked me. If someone had raised their hand to say, hey, Pastor, you made that. Which one should I choose? We know you well enough, Pastor, to know that you wouldn't tell us. <laughs> I, was, I, I was going to speak you the truth to you. Oh, would you? But see, you didn't ask, so I couldn't tell you, don't trust that. Because you never asked. How many people go through life, never ask God what is true. They make poor choices all the time. They choose one over the other, thinking that they know, but they don't know. Okay? And the consequence is that none of these options work. If this has been a life choice and I say, what saves you? Well, over here, if I put some labels on, you might have gone, I know now. What if I said, we're talking about how to get to heaven. And you say, this is by being a person who does a lot of good things. Would you have chosen that one? No, that isn't going to get you to heaven. What if I said, if you become part of the wealthy elite, you get to heaven. Buy your way in. No. What if I said, it's education. If you have enough education, you can get to heaven. You would have, you go, oh, with those parameters, I would go, no, 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 because I know something. I know that God says, way to get to heaven <coughs> by putting my trust in him. <coughs> so let me ask you a question. Why don't you come and swap sides with me again? Let's suppose now, because you have seen how the truth machine works, let's go through it again. Okay? So how many believe that if I drop a ball in here, it'll go all the way through? How many believe that? Let me read a scripture for you just to encourage your heart. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. Who made this? So what should you do before you make a decision? Ask you. Say, Pastor, if you put a ball down there, will it go through a long way? Did anybody do that? Or you just started raising your hand going, oh yeah, I know. See how quick it was to fall back into old patterns? Okay, so how many believe 
If I drop a ball through here, it'll go all the way through. Pastor, is that the ball going to go all the way through? Yes, it will. Now you're feeling a lot better, aren't you? Oh, all right. How about the left one here? Do you believe it'll go through? Pastor, is that ball going to go all the way through? Yeah. How about the right one? Oh. Pastor, is that ball going to go all the way through? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're right. See? So if we kept this up with the other three, what would you do to find out the truth? Ask the maker. Ask the maker. And that's the point of this little demonstration. It isn't a matter of Pastor Tim made some silly little game type thing. Because we're dealing with life issues. We're dealing with life choices. And if we think that we know how things work, but we don't consult our maker, we are just as likely to make a bad decision as any unbeliever on the street. And even after you were instructed on what you should do, we came around to this first one, and you ever start raising your hand? Yeah, I think that one will work. Well, you should not be surprised that when we are faced with issues, we are inclined to lean to our own understanding. Oh, we say, ha! It worked the first time. It worked the second time. It worked the third time. It worked the fourth time. It'll work the fifth time. You're going to say, well, did anything change? Do we have your word on that? We go, oh, that's the case. If it works, it works. What's true is true, no matter what you believe, okay? But as you can see, that what you believe is true, you live. And we're talking about some tubes and some balls and a piece of wood here. He says that's inconsequential. It's just sort of a cute illustration. Maybe not pretty, but a cute illustration. When we start making decisions in life, they're not cute. They have life consequences. And if we make choices that say, oh, yeah, I think I know how it works, and we don't consult the maker, we are in danger of failing. But if we consult him, he says we're not to lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct our paths. So we want to know, because the second principle is, what you believe is true, you live. And I put a corollary there. The corollary is how you live tells us what you believe. How you live tells us what you believe. You say, oh yeah, I believe that. And then you act contrary to it. <laughs> no, you don't believe it. You, If you uh, believed it, 
was something different, you would have acted that way. So how you live will actually tell anybody who is paying any attention what you truly believe. You ever been faced with a problem and gotten real anxious? But somebody comes along and said, oh, turn that over to the Lord. Just give it to him and the peace of God will come and guard your heart. And you go, I believe that. That's in Philippians 4. That's what he said he would do. And then the situation comes up and you're anxious and you're anxious and you don't turn it over to the Lord. What you really believe has been manifested how you live. If you really believe that when you were anxious, you should go to the Lord and give it to him and let him give you the peace that passes all understanding, you'd go to him and seek him out and give him and say, I can't handle this. I need you to give me peace. And your actions then would Declare what you truly believe. And that goes down the line for just about every scripture that we come to. When we come to a scripture and the scripture says, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the truth. You have a big question. The question is, is God's word truth? And if so, shouldn't I follow it? If the maker wrote it, doesn't he know better than I? Shouldn't I turn to him and from him get the guidance I need in this particular situation? Listen to what Jesus said to his disciples. Jesus was about to, to leave his disciples. He was in the upper room with his disciples. And he was going to go to the cross soon. And he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him but you know him because he abides with you and will be with you he says I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he will guide you into all truth a little bit later he said to the same group but we and he the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose it to you what is to come. In other words, God says, I didn't leave you without a resource. I left you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, we know, works hand in hand with God's word to display and declare what is true so that we can make wise choices. I like what Peter says. First Peter 1, 8, 9, he says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with a joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. We turn to our Lord and say, like Peter did, where else can we go? You only have the words of life. No other resource. 
You only have the words of life. I need to trust you so that I can live. One of the things that we learned then, because even though this was made by me, it illustrates the point that we ought to be in right relationship with our maker. We need to be in right relationship with our maker. If not, we are in danger of making choices. And as we said, some of the choices that we make are terminal. Terminal. No one's going to get to heaven by passing away and then having a choice later on to decide whether they're going to believe in Jesus or not. We only have now. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. We only have today. We don't know him. We better put our trust in him today. If we do know him, we ought to walk in truth. So, if we were to go running through this again, will this one let your ball go through? Oh, you almost did it. Some of you almost said, uh-huh, yeah, that's the one. I will tell you, this one, yes. How about this one? We're asking you, will it go through? The pastor says, yeah, this one will go through. How about this one? You go, I know, that's the blocked one, pastor, it won't go through. Don't trust the guy behind the curtain. <laughs> you go, even if something seems familiar, doesn't mean it's right. Just because something worked one time doesn't mean that everything is the same the next time. We need to keep going back to our resource. We need to keep going back to our Lord. And this is just silly illustration. But we live with the consequences of our choice on a day-to-day -day basis. And we can either go, yeah, that's okay, or no, that's not okay. That's okay, I'll choose that way. Or we go, no, I can't choose that one, but I'll choose this one. But if we don't consult our maker, we can be making choices right and left that will have consequences. And some of them are terminal. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share this uh, little silly illustration about truth and faith. Help us to make wise choices. Help us to turn to you for guidance moment by moment, day by day. And may you get the praise and the glory, and we know it will be for our good if we do. We give thanks for that. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you to my lovely assistant. <laughs>